You are listening to another episode of Ginger and Chinseng from Mighty Fortress Press, where through our stories we hope to energize, entertain, and encourage all the families out there. This is Sharon, your ginger, and this is Eunice, your Chinseng. And in today's episode, we are talking about traveling to Seoul, Korea with kids. Sharon, I think you came back from a five-day trip to Seoul during your very short Thanksgiving break. <laughs> I did. Kudos to you. Um, but we're going to talk about a bit about the 12-hour flight, <laughs> trendy and upscale kids' cafes, cultural hotspots and shopping, night markets, museums, and more. So to kick off this episode, uh, the first question I have for you, Sharon, is how was your 12-hour long flight? It was actually 13 hours going there. How did you survive that? Oh my gosh, this is what I had the most anxiety about. The flight and how are we going to survive the jet lag. But you know, the flight wasn't too bad. My, so I have two boys, they're four and seven. And I pretty much starved them of any kind of screen or media time during the week. Smart. So that on the plane, they'll like binge watch, you know? And that's pretty <laughs> much what happened. They each have their own iPads. My older one has a Nintendo Switch. So they spent a lot of time doing that and also, you know, on the plane you get your own screen with so many movies right and so they watched like toy story 4 there was like a lot of fun things for them to watch on there but i also brought little things in their backpacks like books little toys activity books um so that kind of kept them busy when they were done watching something mm -hmm. and you know i was adamant about them taking two naps so we we ended up taking the daytime flight there not the red eye okay and so they're like wide awake but you know i wanted them to take two naps so that when we get to Seoul, it will be roughly around dinner time and they can kind of stay up to get to the hotel and then sleep mm -hmm. so after they had lunch and they watched some stuff they took a nap and then i actually kind of forced them to take another nap right before we land so they have energy to get through like customs and all that yes yeah. uh, i just have to ask did you fly korea or asian airlines or something else we flew Ashiana this time. Okay, oh my gosh, how did you like the bibimbap, the food meals? Oh my gosh, the bibimbap was so good. Like, was it? I look forward to the bibimbap anytime I, I fly to Korea. And I've taken Korean air a long time ago when I went to Seoul. And same thing, the bibimbap is just so good. I look forward to the little tubes of gochujang. Oh yeah, that the gochujang you. tubes, those are so really yummy. good. Yeah. Once you arrived at Incheon Airport, I hear Incheon Airport is one of the most highly rated, beautiful, well-designed yeah. airports in the world. Did you notice that at all compared to LAX? I did. You know, we didn't get to spend too much time in Incheon when we landed because we wanted to get to the hotel. But on the way back, we purposely went to the airport a little bit early so that we can get some shopping. Duty-free shopping! Oh my god, it's the best there. Any shopping that I could not get done during our trip, I just took care of it at the airport. What's the one Myungpum designer bag? or shoe did you buy in Korea? Okay, so Did it, you or did you not? <laughs> it wasn't bag or shoe, but you know what I really want to get in Korea? Jet have you heard of gentle monster sunglasses? No. All the yanain there's you know that the actors and actresses wear gentle monster and they sell it in the States, but I just wanted to get it in Korea. I didn't have right. time for it. So I actually it's ended more up authentic. Yes, I ended up getting it at Incheon Airport. But you know, there's a gigantic food court, there's a little cultural center. Movie theaters, right? Movie theater. I heard there's a uh, Korean spa which oh I I didn't Goodness. see, but I did hear there is one in there. It's just, amazing. there's a lot of stuff to do in an airport. It's amazing and it's so clean. Okay, so once you 
okay, you're at the airport.、Yeah. How did you get into the heart of Seoul? Like,、yeah. there's limousine buses, there's taxis. Did you, or did you have the relative to pick you up? <laughs> we didn't have relatives to pick us up. If it were just my husband and I, we probably would have like braved it and just taken like the Korean Air limousine bus、mm-hmm. or maybe even subway it in. But because we're with grandparents and children, we ended up just getting like a. Taxi or private car that the hotel was able to send. Oh, to so、us. your parents went with you?、Uh, my husband's parents your went. Your husband's parents went. So we went. had we had help. Yeah. Okay. So once you're okay, so you're in the heart of Seoul. You're staying where? We stayed in Gangnam. Gangnam style. We totally went Gangnam <laughs> style for this trip, but we were really at the heart of Gangnam, like right across from Coex Mall. Ooh, how was Coex? I loved Coex. You know, if, if you're traveling with children, I highly recommend staying close to like a big mall like that because、okay. you know. If you, let's say you're hungry, you want a quick snack rather than trying to find something at a hotel, which can kind of be expensive, right? Yeah. We just walked across the street to Coex, and we'd easily find like a McDonald's if we needed it, or you know, any kind of like quick eat is pretty much at a mall. And is, there's so much is, stuff to do at a mall. Is the McDonald's the same as the McDonald's here? They're consistent, right? It is consistent, but you know, I. Me, I don't know. Oh, but they have the bulgogi burger there. They did. I didn't get to try it, but there was one point in the middle of the trip where I'm like, I need Coke and fries. But I felt <laughs> like the sizes were smaller. They're not as gigantic as、oh, they are in the U.S. There's no super size me sizes no, over there. No. So we talked. To, okay, I want to talk a little bit more about the shopping mall experience. Is it correct? We talked about Coex. Like, did you go to Lotte Mall? Did you go to Shinsegae? Yeah. So from our hotel, if you take three subway stops down, you end up in Chamshil, which is where Lotte Mall and Lotte World is. So we were able to. To spend time at both Coex Mall and Lotte Mall. Which one's better? Oh my gosh, you can't compare them because they're so amazing in each of their ways. So, do they have like a theme, like a different style, or they're just both luxuriously you know, beautiful? I felt like Coex was just very modern and just. Luxurious,、okay. right? You go to Lotte, which is standard mall, but I mean, there's Lotte World, the gigantic amusement, amusement park, park right inside Lotte、uh, Mall. So I mean, that in itself is just like it's just so big. Oh, and of course the Lotte Seoul Sky Tower. That's actually now the tallest building in Seoul. How many? That's right there at the mall. Oh, don't quote me on this, but it's like 123, 124. Oh, that's really. Did yeah. Did you go to the very top at all? We went to the top, <gasps> and then the bottom is glass. So the boys were like, my knees were shaking, but like the boys just like looked down and they were just like, this is fun. I'm just, you know, as a mom, you're like, what if the glass cracks? You know. Right. That's going through. You're scared. Your oh my、yeah. gosh. Yeah. So you went to Lotte Mall or the Lotte World, right?、Mm-hmm. Those are some amusement parks.、Um, you, there's other other amusement parks include like Seoul Land, Everland,、yeah. or Children's Grand Park. Did you go to any of those? So because we only had five days in Seoul, like、right. I didn't really want to spend time waiting for you know waiting in rides、mm-hmm. at different amusement parks. But if we do go back again, I mean. Everland, Lotte World,、uh, Children's Grand Park—those are all on my list of things to do. Oh, okay. So you didn't get to go. To we、that. didn't get to go. We took a picture outside of Lotte World, but it was such a tease for the kids because they're like, wait, 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 "We're not going in there." I'm like,、uh-huh. "We're not." Instead, we ended up going upstairs to the Lotte Folk Museum, which I'll get to later. So it sounds like you prioritized. Like you, you didn't necessarily do the amusement park route. Yeah.、Um, so what did you spend the bulk of your time, you know, doing when you were、yeah. traveling in Seoul? Then was it? More. So for us, our goal was to show the kids Korean culture and Korean history. Oh, so you went to more of the cultural. We went、spots. more the cultural route rather than showing them. I guess you could call it like modern or new Korea, right?、Okay. And I think I actually think we did a good balance of both. But our focus was to show the kids like Korean culture. So. 
our priority was to go to places like Kyombuku, the palace. The palace. Right? And mm. so we went to go see the changing of the guard ceremony, which takes place twice a day at like 10 a.m. and I think 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. But the kids love that. I mean, the guards march out and they're old, um, like hanboks, and they have drums and the guards have weapons and someone's shouting out commands. And I would say that was probably one of the most touristy places we went to. A lot of foreigners there. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot uh, of Chinese or European or what kind of uh, foreigners? A lot of Chinese. They come by the busload. Right. Um, but also just a lot of like we met Americans, some Europeans, just a lot of English speaking people there. Okay. Yeah. So we enjoyed um, Kyombukgung and also we went to inside the Lotte Mall. There's a place called Lotte Folk Village, mm-hmm. which I noticed a lot of my um, my fob mommy friends, they called it <laughs> Mini Minsokchan. And I literally Googled Mini Minsokchan. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. It's called Lotte Folk Village. And it's this cute little museum inside Lotte Mall where they divide it up by all the different like uh, is it dynasties like Koguryo, Shilla, yes. you know, all Chosan. the Chosan. Mm-hmm. And it's they show like the clothes the people wore at the time, what the um what the people look like, like mm-hmm. how did they do laundry, how did they oh. make food? So like they have little Very stations. Historical. Yeah, they have little, learned a lot then. The, they have kids. little stations where the kids can like pretend they're doing ballet or like, you know, <laughs> pretend they're like um churning and like grinding the grains. Right. It, it was really good. And have you been to Minsokchan by the way? I have been to Minsokchan the Day. But it's far from Seoul, it's like right? An hour and a half or almost two hours away. I went when I was a kid and I wanted to take my kids, but then I'm like, we don't have time to drive this far out. Right. If you don't have the time to drive all the then way up mini to Min Sok Chun. I highly recommend Mini <laughs> Min Sok Chun inside the Lotte Mall. It was perfect for kids and they had a great time like running up and down this like kind of fake palace that they hit, had at the end of the exhibit. Okay, great. Did you get to see any uh, really good uh, views in, in Korea? Yeah, you know, we went up Nansan. Skyscrapers in Korea. Yeah, Namsan Tower. Namsan Tower, and that's where some people may see they have those like locks that people put all over the the rails, and they put like, you know, Unison Sharon or you know whatever things like that. They put that up there. Isn't that what they do in France? Yes, they do. Oh, so they do a similar they do Korean a similar one. thing there. Mm-hmm. But um, we took a cab to Namsan Tower. By the way, when you get in a cab, you can't just say Namsan Tower, right? We made <laughs> Why a mistake. Not? Of, we made a mistake of just saying Namsan Tower. He dropped us off at literally the base of Namsan Tower. We had to hike for like a good like eight to ten minutes up the mountain with the kids and then take a bus that takes you to the top what i should have said was please take us to where the cable car starts so you had to after you got off the taxi at namsan stop you had to hike and then take a bus to the cable car yes i next time around just have the guy drop you off at where the cable car starts so we that's how we got up and then it just happened to be like a cultural show when we we're up at the top of the mountain. Like they had um, Korean martial arts and another like Korean drumming show. So that was fun for the kids. We took the cable car down. Okay. Yeah, because we realized, oh, we got off at the wrong place. I mean, but that's a good point. Like when you're, okay, so you taxi, did you taxi most of the time? You didn't rent a car or you didn't take the subway? Because tr- public transportation in Korea the is subway system is, really is fantastic. Awesome. Um, I think because it was cold and we had limited time and we have little kids, we didn't take the subway as much as we wanted to we taxied it everywhere okay but you know one thing i realized is language is not an issue because my husband and i speak korean but you can't just say like 
Tongdaemun, right? I I made the mistake of just telling the taxi driver Tongdaemun. Why not? He was like, he was like where in Tongdaemun? Oh, because Tongdaemun is so, so huge, big, right? And I didn't have a specific place, so it's kind of like saying downtown LA, and the guy's like, where downtown LA? Flower Mart, <laughs> Toy Mart, and I felt like such a pabo because <laughs> the guy didn't really know where to take us to, and he was so nice. He ended up just dropping us off at literally the Tongdaemun, the gate. Oh, uh-huh, the, the where it says the sign <laughs> yes, Tongdaemun. Yes, and then we figured out where to go from there. And how was Tongdaemun? Was it fun? You know, um, that's like the Tongdaemun for our non-Korean speaking or cultural listeners. It's like an outside. It's like a market. Yeah. Of like different stalls of random little stores. It really did remind me of the area of downtown LA where there's like flower mart, toy mart, fashion mart. You know, it's just like it's all divided into different areas. So you kind of need to know like what is it that you want to buy and then go to that area. In my head, I thought it was one big shijang. It's not. It's like divided into different areas. Areas. Oh, yeah. so Tongdaemun is it? Yeah. When I think of Tongdaemun, there's a big central building though. That's like kind of. Yeah, a lot of, but there's a lot of stuff, stuff around, around it too. That's why I was so overwhelmed. But one thing we really wanted to see in Tongdaemun is the DDP, which is the Tongdaemun Design Plaza. It's okay. where they do the Seoul Fashion Show. It's an amazing building. So if you have time, like go see the building, take pictures. But we actually got to go inside, explore a little bit, and it's just it's almost like a very modern museum. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. So, Sharon, when I went to Korea when I was in college, there were some you know places where you can go to. Kind of have fun and yeah. party and loosen up. Did you get to go? Did you have like date night with your husband? Did you get to go to without the kids? <laughs> like some of the hot spots when I went were like Hongdae yeah. or Idae, uh, Shincheon where Yonsei University is located, or you were staying at Gangdam or even like Myeongdong. Did you get to go to any of these more you trendy? Know, in my head, I always thought at night where I drop the kids off with the with the in-laws and my husband and I are gonna go out to Hongdae and do all this. It just did not happen. We were so exhausted by the end of the day, and so um, we. Didn't get to go to Hongdae or Iksondong or any of those trendy places, but I did get to go to Karusugil with my sister-in-law to do some K-beauty shopping. Ooh! Yes. Your fa- actually, can I just say, Sharon, your face looks extra dewy. Oh. And very. Um, I think you put BB cream. It looks very smooth. <laughs> it, looks very, it looks very good. Thank you. you look like a you know Korean. I'm, I'm trying to get the Korean glass skin. Um, <laughs> so we went to Karusugil, and it's just like a whole street of different shops and any kind of K-beauty brand like Dr. Jar or Laneige yeah they have a storefront there so you go and we got a lot of our shopping done and by the way when you buy Korean beauty products they give you so many samples it's wonderful they give you like a handful of samples anytime you buy something it's great we did go to Cheongdamdong which is kind of like the Rodeo Drive of Seoul okay. we went there for a night adults a night a nice adults dinner um, so that was a treat but that was really the only kind of adult things we got to do sadly the Cheongdamdong, that's different from Cheonggyecheong. Cheonggyecheon is like that stream. That goes right in the, yes. the city. Yeah. How was Cheonggyecheong? Oh my gosh. It, so when we went, it's like in the peak of autumn. It's so beautiful. You have like the yellow um, ginkgo trees and you have these fiery red, um, just fall leaves falling everywhere. It was so pretty. But just walking down Cheonggyecheon, it was like... It was just very K-drama romantic. Aww. And like in between Cheonggyecheon, you'll have areas where there's like big rocks. So then like my husband would take the boys and they'd like, they think it's so fun to like jump over the stream. Yes. Like, you know, walking over the rocks. It's like this really, I think they did it, I forget, I think it was Lee Myung-bak who was mayor at that time. They mm. developed it. It used yes. to be really nasty and junky It was like a sewer line. Yeah, and they the really developed it. And it's really, people hang out there at night, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, they really do. And then we were one week late, but the week prior that we went, it was the Lantern Festival in Chungcheong. So if you want to coordinate around fall time, it's where they have all these different lanterns and lit up. Um, I guess just like different. It's like a light show kind of on Chungcheong, and but we missed it by a week. I remember when I was in college, I had a friend of mine who was stationed in the American base in in Korea in Seoul at Yongsan. Oh, yeah. But um, I think it's still right in the heart of Seoul, yeah. Yongsan. But uh, that was the only place where you can get like Taco Bell. But that oh. was a really place. It's it's so interesting to see American military presence. Yes. Right in the center of Seoul still, even now. Yes. Yeah. So. By the way, there's Taco Bells everywhere. So. Oh, there's oh, yes. everywhere. <laughs> I was tempted to get one, but I was like, no, let's resist. <laughs> okay, so I have a game that I prepared for you, Shannon. Yeah. I, it's called the Yes No Game, and I want to know if you ate these different Korean items in Korea. Ooh, okay. Okay. Because uh, this is a list of that I have to go through um, when I'm in Korea. I have to eat these things. Yeah. So I want to see how well uh, you did. Uh, rapid fire style. Yes. Dunkasu. Yes. Tteokbokki. Yes. Kimchi-jjigae. Yes. Dakgalbi. No. No dakgalbi. That sounds so good right now. <laughs> Korean barbecue. Yes, of course. Is it better than LA? Style Korean barbecue or like that stuff that you, you get know, in Koreatown. Have you have you heard of hanu, which is the Korean beef? I had hanu for the first time this trip, and it was so marbly good. But I can't say is it better than because I mean we're in LA. It has we have such good Korean food. And it's so interesting in Korea when you eat at a Korean bar like a barbecue place, they ask you if you want meat from Australia or meat from Miguk or meat oh, from I Korea. Never knew that. So when you had hanu. You had Korean, like, beef from Korean cows. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when we went to Korean barbecue, like, the relatives that are there did all the ordering, so I didn't pay attention to what they were ordering. Okay. How about Myeongdong kalguksu? No. No. That was on my list. I didn't get to it. But we did have kalguksu, and it was amazing. Nengmyeon. Yes. Mandu. Yes. Kimbap. Yes. How many kimbaps did you have? Did okay. You have it's so a, one at every corner. It's like at the McDonald's, right? I wish you had there's kimbap, kimbap everywhere. There is a. It's you know, everywhere. but I'll, we'll start talking about shijangs in a little bit. But I had the best kimbap at a shijang. Okay. Yeah. Paris spaghetti. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, is there more Paris spaghetti in Korea than Starbucks? They're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. No, I did not go there. Overpriced Korean coffee. Yes. Oh my gosh. I went to a coffee bean because we had time to kill. And I, I kid you not, I think I spent like eight bucks on a small latte. Oh my goodness. I know. You know what? That is really bad. But I remember when I went to Korea, the, the worst, the most I've ever paid for a coffee was 12 bucks. For a cup of coffee? Yeah, but it had a great view, but still 12 bucks for a coffee. I mean, this was the nicest coffee bean I've ever been to. It's like two stories, but I was like, eight bucks for a coffee. That's probably four bucks <laughs> in the US, right? Okay, um, did you eat at a pojang matcha? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I wish. You have to live out your Korean fantasy dreams, like your Korean drama. And that, that was on my list, but... I didn't find one in Gangnam. <laughs> oh yeah, in Gangnam. I think they I probably... need to go to the other side of the river. <laughs> okay, last one is, did you have bandegi? Oh my gosh. And wow. real quick for our non-Korean like <laughs> listeners, like bandegi is silkworm. It's yes. like bugs. Like Koreans silk eat these... Worms. Yeah, silk it's silkworms. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we were in Dongdaemun, I talked about the design plaza, this beautiful modern building, and one block from there, we're walking somewhere. My older son goes, Mommy, what's that smell? And it was an old lady selling bandegi. And I had to explain to him what bandegi was. I mean, did your did your family try bandegi? Did your kids try? No, no. no they the wouldn't. smell was just too atrocious. Oh my yeah. gosh. 
Um, but you know, I did want to talk about Shijang's outdoor food markets. You know, I know Gwangjang Market became really popular through the Netflix series Street Food, mm -hmm. and we ended up going to the famous Kalguksu Mandu stall featured on that show, and we met the lady. She's what? super you sweet. What? You met the Netflix lady that you saw on Netflix the show? Lady. Yeah, she's Whoa. so nice. She's so sweet. Um, she kept telling us to sit down, and it was packed. Like everyone wanted to go to her stall, but the Kalguksu is good. I wouldn't say it's the best Kalguksu I had in Seoul. Mm -hmm. I had better mm -hmm. um but it was just it was fun to walk through the shijang with the kids and i had the best dakboki there my kids wanted chan and pindetok so we had that but you know i don't know if it's worth going to like five different shijangs with kids i mean it's a lot of walking it's crowded okay right it was cold when we went but I didn't get a chance to go to like Nandemun or any of the other Shijangs. What mm -hmm. do you think, Eunice? Like, have you gone to those? Like, do you think it's worth taking kids? I think if you go to one, you basically see them all. So kind of yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I don't have any um, sad feelings about not being able to go to all of them. But you know what I did love about Seoul? Mm -hmm. All the kids' cafes. Oh shoot! Yes. The kids. The, that just, I wanted to talk about that. It's so There's well so done. So many trendy, upscale, yes. luxurious kids' cafes. Yes. So. A few years ago, I was watching Return of Superman, which is like this reality sh uh, Korean show. And um, there was a place called Play In Museum. It's PIM. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing kids cafe in Pampo Hangang Park. It's right by the water. Okay. And it's this beautiful kids cafe that overlooks the water. It's two stories. And it kind of reminds me of like a museum of ice cream where a lot of people went and like took Instagram pictures it's a very instagrammable kids cafe but there's a gigantic ball pit which is supposed to mimic like a swimming pool oh my gosh they i love the pictures that you have on yeah, your instagram I'll, I'll post some more photos of this of this kids cafe but it's like you can like swim in this like ball pit and they have like floaties and then downstairs there's like um like different things they could build structures out of there's like a sandbox but it's not really sand it's more like aquarium stones but it's just so cute and so creative and so i highly recommend going there and it's not only enjoyable for kids it's like it's really enjoyable for adults too right oh my gosh my husband and i were taking selfies together <laughs> like in the ball pit um and then there's also like a lot of kids cafes inside malls so like bororo cafe Ooh. my younger one loves bororo and then there's also something called Brick Live, which is a chain in Seoul, but it's Lego Cafe. Okay. So you can find a lot of these kids' cafes around Seoul. And especially if you go in the fall time when it's cold like we did, it's a nice place to kind of give the kids a good hour or two to just play. I can see how it can be really well developed, like the kids' cafes in Korea, because in the summer, it's really hot. And in yeah. the winter, it's really cold. So where, where can they go? Exactly. Right. I mean, they're not going to sit in an adult cafe and pay $12 for coffee, right? Instead, right. just take the $12 and go to a kids' cafe. It's a, is it like 12 bucks for a couple it, yeah, hours? Yeah, entry is, entrance fee is kind of like 12 to 15 bucks for okay. two hours. Okay. It's pretty reasonable. For kids. How about adults? Do you have to pay a separate fee you for adults? You do. You do. But adults are like half price. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I, I have a kind of serious question. Yeah. Um, you went to all these really great sites and stuff, but what was it? I mean, were you? What was it like for your kids to sort of be like the ethnic majority for a change? I mean, having been grow, you know, raised here, you know, born and raised here. Yeah. They're the ethnic minority. Did they kind of sense any difference at all? Like. Yeah. What was that like? You know, my older one is very chatty, and I think he was getting a bit frustrated not being able to communicate 
to some of the cousins that he met there because they can only speak Korean, he can only speak English. So they're trying to plan. I could tell he's kind of frustrated doing that. You know, back in the day when I went to Korea as a kid, I remember it's like, wow, they're from Miku. But I, I'm starting to sense like, I don't think there's a wowness anymore of us coming from Miku. Instead, I felt like everyone in Korea was like so much more like well dressed and eating good food. And you know, the kids are bigger because they all eat like ginseng and, um, you know, hanyak herbal medicine, right? right. Here's my scrawny little sons from the US. You know, it's it's funny. Korea has changed so much, but I, I, I very much felt like a foreigner there because my Korean's not perfect and we had a hard time getting around sometimes with the taxi that you realize like when you're in Korea, like, wow, you're not fully Korean. You're Korean American, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's a difference between Weguk Saram, which is a foreigner. Usually the Koreans use that term to, um, for those that have like the white, the black face, right? Yeah. But we're not Weguk Saram, we're Kyopo. We're Korean American. Yes. So like, as a Kyopo, mm -hmm. did you, do you think you were treated differently? Did you get prefer, you, you, the wow factor isn't there, so you didn't necessarily get like preferential treatment, but did you ever get maybe discriminated against or anything like that? Or they looked down on you for not speaking Korean yeah. well? No, I didn't feel that at all. You know, I felt like even with our, limited Korean. I felt like everyone treated us very nicely. They knew we were from the States and I felt like a lot of grace was extended. Like when we took forever to order at a restaurant or the taxi driver when I'm like, take us to Dongdaemun. And like they kind of thought it was cute and they helped us out a lot. Okay, so we have to wrap things up a little bit. Yeah. But what's your final advice, Sharon? Because you just came back from this trip. Like yes. to those who are planning or thinking about a family trip to Korea, like what resources did you use? What did you use Yes. Okay, I have three things I really want to touch on for final advice. First of all, I'm getting a lot of questions on how did you deal with the jet lag right given that we only had five days there so I am NOT a fan of drugging my kids but someone did recommend to me homeopathic sleeping gummies for the kids oh. and it's pretty much melatonin gummies for the kids and I was a little bit like I don't know if I want to do this but it really helps so when you are jet lagged usually you wake up like two three in the morning you can't go back to bed when that happened to my kids the first two nights I would give them melatonin gummies mm -hmm. and it just helped them go back to sleep and then they'd wake up at around eight o'clock and then ready to start the day Ooh. okay so we only needed it for maybe the first two nights and that was it and then they adjusted so great. if you're comfortable great you know but i was a little bit on the fence but i thought it really helped with the sleeping the other thing was i made the kids take a nap after lunchtime mm -hmm. so wherever we were sightseeing we'd come back and take a nap after lunchtime and then power through till nighttime oh very good and keep them up so they can sleep all the way through the night that's why we only needed those gummies the first two nights so that's how we survived the jet lag in terms of resources like how did i know where to eat um i want to do a shout out to future dish which i mentioned in our pachan episode they have a ebook which has a bunch of matchips like a bunch of restaurants that they recommend in Seoul, and it's actually very accurate i would compare their recommended restaurants with the michelin guide and it was pretty on par but they also have like the first section of the ebook talking about how to get around Seoul, and that's where i found a lot of my apps so for is the ebook free it's not free you do oh. have to pay okay. but i felt like it was fully worth it so uh they recommended in terms of navigating don't use google maps but use naver maps or never neighbor oh, sorry neighbor <laughs> neighbor neighbor maps or cacao maps we use that a lot that was very helpful and 
I don't think there's Yelp in Korea, but we used Mango Plate, which is the equivalent of, of Korea's Yelp. Yelp oh. And that was really helpful. And then for discounts on like, okay, I want to buy tickets to Namsan Tower, but I want a bit of a discount. There's something called Trazy. It's T-R-A-Z-Y. It's supposed to be like travel crazy, but it's Trazy. Oh. There's a lot of good discounted tickets that you can get through Trazy. So I highly recommend looking through that. And then... Ride apps. So I wish I knew this before I went. I learned about it a little bit too late. It's so much easier if you use like um, Lyft or Uber, but there is no Lyft and Uber in Seoul. Instead, they have Kakao Taxi or Tada. And it's like Tada, like Tada. Yeah, T A D A. But you have to have a Korean cell phone number. So we, to use it. Yeah, so mm. we didn't borrow one of those temporary phones. Instead, we just used the roaming on our phone. Mm-hmm. So when we download the apps, we weren't able to put in our phone numbers. But when our relatives or my cousins would call us a cacao taxi or tada, it was so convenient. Because you're not struggling to tell the taxi driver where you're trying to go, right? Or giving them major cross streets. You put in the address, they already know where they're taking you. So those two apps are great. But if you want to use those two apps, you need to have a Korean cell phone number, which you need to then rent from like the airport. or That's you know, really good info. Yeah. No, that's really good. I have a couple of resources that I want to share. Yeah. Um, if you're wanting to get from the airport Incheon to like the to Seoul, um, my actually my one of my husband's really close friends, his name we well, we call him Kaimegi Seagull because he, <laughs> when he was in college, he uh, was a director for this play called the seagull anyway he actually owns like a taxi company called soul mart i mean mm-hmm. soul smart mm-hmm. and um i asked him how much it would cost and it, it's around 85 dollars uh for a taxi from uh seoul to i mean from incheon to to seoul incheon airport to seoul so that might be a good option to seoul smart and then the other thing i want to share is for those that want to teach their kids a little bit of korean phrases and vocabulary before going to korea that's a good idea um on my on the youtube mighty fortress press um uh, there, there's a show that actually I teach uh, kids just uh, repetitious, like common phrases and vocab. Mm. So yeah, that's on there too. So those are some resources that parents can use. That's great. Yeah. But I think with that, that wraps up this uh, episode. Thank you for listening to Ginger and Jinseng. We hope that through our conversations, you felt encouraged, entertained, and energized. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us your comments on our Instagram at Ginger and Jinseng Podcast. And on there, actually, um, if you want to share with us, you know, uh, when you're planning to go on your next Korea trip or maybe there's things on our list that we didn't put in, please leave us a comment on the comment section. Signing off, this is... Sharing your ginger to add a kick to your day. And this is Eunice, your ginseng to boost up your day. Until next time, fighting!